Welcome to the Retreat House Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Smith. I've invited a friend to come and join me at the Retreat House table. Come and join us. Thank you for joining me at the Retreat House table. I am on location today. I am in the at the University of Northwestern, sitting outside of Nazareth Chapel. Um, if you've never been, it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. Uh, and I am on location today with my friend Satis, who is an ordained minister. She's the pastor of Oasis Church and the founder of Destin Women and also um, has Satis Roddy Ministries. So welcome to the show, Satis. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks Thank- for having me. Yeah, I'm glad that you're here. So we're in a series talking about following your call. I've really loved watching you follow your call. So, and you can go back as far as you feel like you need to for us to understand what that looked like. But um, following your call as as a speaker, following your call as a as a pastor, Mm -hmm. you know where, Mm -hmm. you know, take us to the beginning of where you kind of first felt the the, you know, that still small voice or that inkling or that nudge of what your call was. Okay, well, you know, as far back as I can remember, I uh, can always remember um, just having a passion and a heart for others. Mm -hmm. But as far as pastor, I believe it was in the late 90s when I was sitting in my pastor at the time, his living room with he and his wife, who is also a pastor. And we were just having a conversation. And I remember the pastor asking me, what did I feel I was called to? Mm-hmm. And at that time, it's, uh, even though it was something on my heart, I think I needed to answer, so I answered very quickly. And I don't know if it was out of fear or I just needed to answer my pastor, but mm-hmm. I remember saying pastor. And when I said pastor, something, um, you know, ro- it rose up in my spirit. Mm-hmm. But it was, as I said, it was in the 90s. And at that time, uh, looking back, I can see that that is exactly when that was placed and dropped in my spirit because I see everything leading up to me becoming an actual ordained pastor, God was preparing me. Mm-hmm. So I believe it was in the 90s when uh, God dropped that in my spirit. And you weren't in Minnesota yet at the time, right? Uh You were in California. California. Uh Okay. So then what did that look like to, to begin to walk that out and to flesh that out, to figure out what that looked like was going to look like? Yeah. Well, and especially as a woman. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, you know, first, the first thing in my heart is I'm going to be a woman's pastor. I was only going to preach and speak to women, but God Mm -hmm. had other plans. But how that uh, came about is... My pastors at that time took me under their wing and Mm -hmm. they began to pray over me. They began to mentor me. They began to nurture me and um, just speak life over me. And it was at that time that um, I just saw them believing in what Mm -hmm. God had placed in my heart. Mm -hmm. So uh, I at the time when I said pastor and they started doing that back then, I thought, wow, I'm ready to be a pastor. Not (laughs) (laughs) there was a lot of stripping and a lot of learning a lot of equipping and I'm so happy that God had taken me through that journey Mm -hmm. and I'm even more excited uh, about uh, God placing the right people in my life at the right time who believed Mm -hmm. in what he had it's Uh, a champion yes yes absolutely and they knew that uh, after much much prayer they knew that yes they saw the call on my life but Mm -hmm. they also knew that I wasn't ready to step into that call okay so that was a blessing right so then, um, so then you had people that were mentoring you yes, mm-hmm. and 
And I think when I first met you, it was at, we were actually in the room right next to where we are now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, y- you were, was, was it that you were just kind of dipping your toe in the water of speaking or where were you at and how did that part of it begin speaking to women? Well, actually, uh, the ministry started, the women's ministry started in mm-hmm. California. Okay. And that started in 2004, I believe. And um, I would speak, but it wasn't on, uh, the platform at that time was uh, Bible studies okay. and mentoring mm-hmm. and just uh, taking young ladies under my wing uh, and just speaking into their life and building them. That's mm-hmm. a passion of mine is to build and to send out. And so that's what that was. It um, wasn't until, I believe, 2007 when I relocated from California to Minnesota and I got started getting opportunities to speak. Okay. And that's kind of when that started. And um, I had the ministry Destined Women. I started it in 2004 in California. It um, kind of went into hiatus until I moved here in 2007, went into hiatus, and then mm-hmm. we relaunched it in 2012, I believe. And that was the time when it just, uh, God just started opening up doors for uh, the speaking. I'd done some speaking before then, but since... Um, having the opportunity to uh, just really be a part of Destined Women, it, it's just, it, it's taken off from there. So praise God. And I've had an opportunity to visit one of your Destined Me- Women meetings. Mm-hmm. And it was so, it was such a beautiful gathering of women. The two things that stuck out to me was how, how like safe and yes. and welcoming mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that stuck out to me, because I feel like, I mean, I think we've talked about this before. I feel like I have a very monochromatic white existence. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And when I walked into that room, it was a diverse mm-hmm. group of mm-hmm. women, which mm-hmm. was such a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. Yes. And be yes. a part of. Yeah. And I'm so excited about that and how God is working that out because, um, you know, the diversity, that's God's thing. Mm-hmm. I uh, go all over and speak and wherever I go, God places it on my heart to invite these women to destined women. Uh, no matter what race, what what color you are, this is about Jesus, right. and it's about receiving the Holy Spirit. So um, that's what it's become, you know, just yeah. focusing on Jesus. Yeah, it's beautiful. It was yes. a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, okay, so we've talked about people mentoring you. Oh, I wanted to say when you were talking about your heart to mentor uh-huh. and to speak into the life of people and build them up and send them out. Yes. First of all like yes and amen because mm-hmm. I God. believe that's what Jesus calls us to is yes. to make disciples who make disciples. Yes. And it's been really beautiful for me to to watch you to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's your heart and you don't only say it but you also walk in it and do it and to meet the young women who you've taken under your wing yes. and the impact that you've had on their lives mm-hmm. and their relationship with God has been a beautiful mm-hmm. thing to watch. Yes, thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. So you became ordained yes. and then are now a pastor. So mm-hmm. kind of talk about how, how did you get from, make the transition from speaking, which you still do, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, yes. in addition to preaching yes. <laughs> on Sundays. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how did that, that transition happen? Well, the transition, uh, as I said, I was ordained when I was in California mm-hmm. and, uh, came out here and did some pastoring, but not senior pastor, okay. uh, a couple of, almost a couple years ago. Uh, I was attending a church, my husband and I, and when we went to this particular church, my husband and I went to just receive. I didn't want to let anyone know that I was in ministry, Um, Mm -hmm. just wanted to go and just just be there, be in the midst of other uh, 
worshipers to fellowship and my pastor at the time came up to me which is a different pastor Mm -hmm. uh, came up to me and said are you in ministry and I said "Uh, yeah and he said um, oh okay he said I just kind of felt that you you are in ministry and I said yeah but we're here at this church just to receive and he said "Mm." he said okay but something is in my spirit that you um, you know that there's more. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, well, (laughs) (laughs) let's just pray about that. Mm -hmm. So we began to meet my husband and he and his wife, we began to meet. And he mentioned to me after several meetings, he mentioned to me that there was a church that was available in Minnetonka. And uh, God had placed on his heart that I was the next senior pastor there. They were looking for a pastor. I was the next senior pastor. And I said, no, I don't think so. (laughs) And so he said, yes, the Holy Spirit showed me that. And so I said, okay, I'll pray about it. Mm -hmm. And um, over the course of maybe six months to to almost nine months, I began to pray about it. And I remember going to that church, that location, and sitting in the parking lot and praying and uh, just talking to God and telling Mm -hmm. God that um, if this is of you, please open up all the right doors. And if it isn't, close them. Mm-hmm. Well, after that, and after the pastor praying, doors started flying open. Okay. And I began to go in as a guest speaker mm-hmm. to um, just get a feel for the church, the location, and the congregation. And what was so cool is one of the things that I said is when they invited me as a guest speaker, do not let anyone know that I'm a pastor. Mm. And so when I went in, I got to meet the um, the people that were there, I got to see their hearts, but more importantly, they got to see my heart. Mm-hmm. So when I went in to preach and I was introduced as the pastor, they were shocked because they had gotten to know me as Satis oh, and okay. not as Pastor Satis. Right. And that made all the difference because they knew my heart and my heart was for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that was a blessing. So I'm there now. I'm loving it. I'm being stretched. But you know what? Praise God. Praise God for uh, choosing me. So this is your first time as a in a senior pastor role, As a right? senior pastor, yes. So mm-hmm. I'm imagining that there's been a little bit of a learning curve, like uh-huh. on the job kind of learning curve. Yes. What how has that gone and what has how is what does that look like? Well, it's like I said before, it's really stretching me. It's giving me more of a heart for people. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, teaching me a lot about myself and who I am in Christ Mm -hmm. and what I want to continue to be in Christ and who he is in me. So, um, no, I can never say that I've learned. I think it's each day I'm being more and more equipped because each day poses something different. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm, never dull. No, exactly. (laughs) I'm up for the challenge. Praise Mm -hmm. God. But it just blesses me because I know that uh, God has given me eyes to see, ears to hear and an open heart to receive. And my heart is open because without him. And what I've also uh, did is I've been on my knees more now than I've ever been Mm-hmm. before and I just ask God which says to, a lot because yes. mm-hmm. I mean prayer is another thing that is your heart yes that's my passion. prayer ministry yes and I always constantly tell God you know God strip me of everything that I am and build me of everything that you are because mm-hmm. I don't want to miss it I want to do exactly what you are calling me to do I want to make sure that I am leading the people that you have placed um, you know in my path. Right. And so he's doing just that. But again, I have to keep my focus on him because I do not want any distractions. So. That's great. Mm-hmm. So you. how did the change go from, because when you said you were going to be a pastor, it was just going to be to women. Uh-huh. Yes. And so now it's to a church, which I'm assuming there are men uh-huh. in the church. Absolutely. So how, what, what did that, what did that look like? Or you how know, did that come about? It's so funny. And again, I give glory to God because you know how we plan our way. Mm-hmm. But God directs our path. 
And so I had to be open to that. Again, um, that was my idea because I've always, uh, even before um, giving my life to Jesus, I've always spoken into the lives of women. And so I just assumed that that's what it was going to be. But God had other plans. And what he spoke to me at that time when he showed me that I was going to be the pastor of this church, he spoke to me. And no matter what my idea of it was, that he was not just doing something new. He was not just doing something else. He was doing something more. So I had to receive that. Okay. So praise God. And has that been, I mean, is that just one foot in front of the other? It's been amazing. It's been amazing because, again, as you know, uh, as a strong woman of God, when we allow God to be in control, it's just following his lead. So I haven't even given it thought, you know, and I don't even... um, Think about it until someone reminds me, remember when you said you were going to be a women's minister, a women's mm-hmm. pastor? And I said, oh, yeah, I did say that, huh? But, you know, God <laughs> has other plans. So praise well, God. I was talking to talking to someone who knows you uh-huh. and um, saying that I was going to talk to you on an episode. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about women pastors and kind of the struggles of mm-hmm. women pastors. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, "I, you know, when I think of Satis, it's not even... You know, she, she, her impression was that that wouldn't even be a concern Yeah. because, mm-hmm. and I was like, I know Satis is always like, God has called me to do this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to step into it and I'm going to go forward. Amen. No question asked. My gender is not going to yes. inhibit what God is going to do through me. Amen. Which I love that. Yeah. You know, and that's again, uh, just, uh, trusting and believing in the power of the Holy Spirit and what God has called me to do, because I know when God calls us to do it, he's going to equip us to do it. Mm -hmm. So none of that even uh, entered the equation. Uh, As a matter of fact, I had someone say to me, and I didn't even think about this, but they asked me, how was it being um, a pastor in a suburb, you know, in um, Minnetonka Mm -hmm. in suburbia? And uh, they said, uh, and I said, well, why do you ask? You know, I'm just following the leading of the Holy Spirit. And they said, well, first of all, you're black, you're African-American, and uh, you are a woman and you are a senior pastor. And I said, you know what? I never, honestly, I never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, as I uh, continued to talk, I thought about, you know, at the time when they were asking me, I was the only black at the church. Oh, <laughs> So until someone said that, because, again, my focus is Jesus and I keep my focus on him. And I know that if he calls me to do something, he is going to equip me to do it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter the location. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter um, what the circumstances are around you, because I know for sure that circumstances are subject to change when God is involved. That's so true. Yes. Yeah. Something that's really resonating with me because Uh (laughs) I find myself looking at the circumstances uh-huh. a lot. Mm-hmm. God calls mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and I think, Oh, really? are you, mm-hmm. are you sure? Mm-hmm. Because look at all, you know, yes. I, what, um, even the podcast, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know, feeling like, you know, I, what Lord, are you sure? Because uh-huh. I'm, you know, I, I don't have any kind of broadcasting mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. radio kind mm-hmm. of background. Mm-hmm. And are you sure? Mm-hmm. But really wanting to be obedient uh-huh. yes. and just putting and your, I mean, what you're saying is so true. Just putting, that he will make a way yes. and that he will equip as we go along. And something yes. that I've learned is that I don't know everything, uh-huh. but there's a lot that mm-hmm. I can learn. Yes. Amen. And you know, when I thought about, uh, as you're saying that when you told me that you were going to be doing this, God already dropped in my spirit. I didn't see you going to be doing it. I saw you doing it. Mm. And that's why I was so, um, 
100% behind you and began to pray for you at that time because I knew God was going to be doing something more. And it just blessed me to be a part of, of or it blesses me to be a part of this journey. So um, praise God. You're, you're being obedient and obedience <laughs> command the blessing. So, Amen. So is there anything, any question I haven't asked you that you feel kind of nudged to share or anything um, else you'd like to say? You know, I think you've covered it all. But one thing I love to say is that even though I am serious about my relationship with Jesus, I'm pretty fun. <laughs> I'm a pretty fun person. <laughs> Ask the people in the congregation. Mm-hmm. I have to tell them when I'm telling jokes so they'll laugh. <laughs> but um, I just, you know, God has provided such freedom for me that, you know, it's it's fun to walk in my calling. Mm-hmm. It's fun to speak into the lives of others. It's fun to uh, sit and allow God to impart in me, and I can impart that into other people. And it's also fun because what I ask God to do is, um, you know, when he places someone in my path, mm-hmm. how can I pray for this person? How can I be a blessing to this person and glorify you? And I always ask God to show me the heart of that person. Mm-hmm. And I do that because I remember for years and years how I struggled with depression. I mean, major depression where the doctors had actually written me off and people saw me on the outside and they thought I had it all together mm-hmm. and I was dying inside. Mm-hmm. So it is a blessing for me to talk to people, to uh, see their hearts mm-hmm. and to pray for them, knowing that God is no respecter of persons that he did it for me and he could do it for them. So that blesses me to be able to walk in that calling. Yeah, I love that. I mean, Retreat House is all has been based on Benedictine hospitality yes. where... Mm-hmm. It's rec- it's acknowledging the stranger. It's seeing the stranger. Yes. It's recognizing that Praise we are God. all, yes. every single one of us, yes. created in God's image. Whether or not we claim that, that's we're created in His image Amen. and should be treated. Yes. Thus. Yes. Praise so God. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just uh, amazing. And once you uh, just surrender and uh, submit everything to God which uh, that is my day-to-day desire Mm -hmm. is you walk in freedom, the freedom that he has provided for us. And I love being free and I do not want to be in bondage ever again. Mm -mm. So praise God. And I don't want to see my sisters and brothers in bondage. And if any, I can do anything to, um, to bless them and help them to come out of that, letting them know that, you know, that God is a healer. He is a deliverer and um, he is our savior. Right. So, um, that blesses me. So I will tell the world, I want everyone to taste and see how good Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And that is my desire. Well, you live it. Yes. For praise sure. God. Praise God. Your Thank life you so exemplifies much. that. Thank you. So this is called the Retreat House Podcast. Uh-huh. And so there are two questions <laughs> that I ask all my guests. Okay. The first one is, how do you retreat? Is it a place? Is it a practice? Is it both? What does that look like for you? Well, actually, it's both. Okay. So there's sometimes when I can physically remove myself and go to a place, a quiet place, and just um, retreat and just spend time with God, spend time in the world, Word. I love to uh, eat, sleep, and drink the Word of God, so mm-hmm. I'm constantly in it. But there's times when um, there are challenges, and it's hard for me to get away physically. Mm-hmm. And so I retreat in my mind. Mm-hmm. I just go to a place. I imagine myself, and I love the beach, mm-hmm. and I imagine myself on the beach, just me and Jesus. And so that there um, helps me to retreat. It helps me to um, to be empowered, and it helps me to uh, supernaturally be strengthened. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it all depends on what that looks like and where God has me at that time. But yeah. I've learned to um, 
to uh, especially being a pastor because there's sometimes you just can't get away. Right. You know, I make it a point to do my Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've taken Sabbath day to a different level since I've been a, a senior pastor. Mm-hmm. But um, there's times when I cannot get away. But even just taking a moment to go in my office, close the door, get on my knees, cry out to God and mm-hmm. uh, sit at his feet. That's a form of retreat for me as well. I love that. Just the mindfulness of yes. Christ's presence mm-hmm. yes. with us Amen. all the time. Yes. So my other question is a fun question. Mm-hmm. Um, in my family, we celebrate weird. Uh-huh. So if you were u- to use the hashtag to describe yourself, celebrate weird, mm-hmm. what would that be? Either something that is weird uh-huh. and everybody thinks it's weird or something that you think is normal and mm-hmm. everybody else thinks it's a little weird. Well, I as I mentioned uh, before, I think I'm a pretty funny person, but... Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm the only one that thinks that. (laughs) And so um, my husband, he and I have like the best time where I will tell a joke and he does not think it's funny at all. But I am on the floor laughing (laughs) because I think it's so funny. And um, that's fun for me. It's fun for me because he's not laughing at my joke, but he's laughing at me laughing at my joke. And that is just so funny. And also something else, too, that I celebrate is. I think I'm pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I tell the people, my congregation, (laughs) my uh, church family, Mm -hmm. Oasis Church family, I tell them when I'm on the platform that, you know, I'm pretty cool. I wanted to be cool when I was uh, before Christ, but now I'm Holy Spirit cool. (laughs) (laughs) And they laugh at that. So uh, that's the, I guess you can maybe call that weird. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's so weird, but that's just who I am. And I am who I am by the grace of God. And Mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty funny and pretty cool. So praise (laughs) God. (laughs) Yes. So if people wanted to find out more mm-hmm. about your ministries where mm-hmm. could they go i'll make sure i put it in the show notes too but okay okay a uh, couple places one i have a website satis ministries.com okay or uh dot org mm-hmm. or oasis church mn oasis dot org okay. so uh and if you are looking for a church you have not not found a church home and you want to come visit we would love to have you on sunday mornings at 10 a.m um it's just uh you experience the power of the holy spirit and it's mm-hmm. just um it's just an amazing place to be one of the things that i always pray is um when people come in that door or those doors, they feel the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit and they do not leave out the same way that they walked in. Amen. So, and that's in Minnetonka. Yes. Right. Minnetonka. Great. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure all of that's in the show notes. Okay. Thank you so, so much. can find it. Well, thank you so much for coming and. Um, for, so for full disclosure for my listeners, we had to re-record this episode because I had, um, I'm technically challenged. Um, so I'm learning, <laughs> continuing to learn. So this is a re-recording. So thank you for coming again and sitting down with me to record this. I appreciate it. My and, pleasure, Angie. And uh, on your podcast ministry, blessings to you above and beyond all that you can think or ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Retreat House podcast. For any links mentioned in the show, head to the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and join us next week for another conversation at the Retreat House table.